The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. I am so incredibly, super enthusiastically excited today because I have the most amazing guest, Bonnie Lonsberry, and I just had the amazing experience of finishing her book, which I'm going to tell you about in like two seconds, but I'm so excited to get to know her better, to share her with you, and to explore a topic that we haven't really explored so much so far on the podcast, and that is the idea of manifestation and conscious creation. So Bonnie is the CBO of Inner Art Inc., an expert on conscious creation, and the author of the best-selling book, The Map, to our responsive universe where dreams really do come true. And I'm so excited to have you here, Bonnie. Welcome. Thank you, Victoria. I'm really excited to be here as well. So, Bonnie, you have a really incredible story about going from, you know, poverty or the brink of poverty and really struggling to creating a magnificent life and helping other people. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah. You know, I came to this whole party late. (laughs) I was not, you know, I didn't come from a spiritual family. I remember asking my dad when I was about 11 years old if he believed in God. And he said, you know... I don't know. And that was probably the most wonderful gift he could give me because I was free to make my own choice and not have to, you know, kowtow to his opinion. And so I I stayed that way for a good portion of my life, but I, I didn't stop asking questions. I was always wondering, why are we here? What's the purpose? If there's a God, why do these horrible things exist? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And so I was, you know, in my early 30s, I had just turned 30, and I came upon a book, oh, back up, in my late 20s, I had my first child. And that's when I knew, and I know that you, you know, you do a lot with intuition, Victoria, I had this intuition that I never expected. And I knew when I held this child in my arms and I observed the miracle that he was, I knew there was a God or source or something. I just knew it and I couldn't explain it. And I still can't, but I've had many, many experiences that prove it to myself since then. But you know, that intuition is this knowing you you are tapped into truth. And the same thing happened to me a number of years later, five, six years later, when I sat in bed and I was reading a Seth book and I read the words, you create your own reality. 
and I sat bolt upright in bed and I was like, oh my God, this is true. And again, I didn't know how I knew that, but I knew it in my bones. I just knew it with everything I was. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever because now my life is solved, right? <laughs> I have the answer to everything is right here. And I create my own reality so I can create everything that I want and I'll do it tomorrow. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's not quite the way it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I started focusing. I started dreaming. You know, I started having desires beyond what were just immediately in front of me and bigger desires and bigger dreams and deeper dreams and, and not only wanting to be married to this handsome man, have these two wonderful, you know, beautiful young children, but I wanted to have meaning and depth and intimacy. And I wanted to have abundance and I wanted to have a career I loved and, and I wanted all these things and I would focus on them and then I would see I didn't have them. Right. And I would get really disappointed and I, and I would get disillusioned and I fell into self-pity and you know, those aren't the energies that create a good reality. Not so much. <laughs> so, so I started like taking more risk in my life and, you know, demanding more intimacy from my husband and demanding to know the truth and, and demanding that my teacher showed up and a lot of that happened. But in the process, my marriage fell apart because my husband didn't sign up for that. Right. <laughs> he signed up for this, you know, totally asleep woman who liked to pretend that we were this perfect couple. But when it came down to it, you know, he didn't want to show up to be that perfect couple or do the work that was required to right. step into that role. And so I found myself 10 years later, almost 10 years later, on the verge of bankruptcy, I found myself with my house in foreclosure. I had divorced my husband. My two young adolescent sons were royal terrors and their dad wasn't around. So I stupidly or maybe brilliantly suggested that they move in with him and they did. And a week later, I get a notice from his lawyer saying they moved across the country. Wow. And so my entire life seemed like it was falling apart at that point. And I knew about conscious creation. I knew it, that it and I still knew it was real. <laughs> you just issued a challenge. Well, you know, I, I certainly wanted to figure it out. Right. But it wasn't working. So I just, I said, forget it. You know, I am too tired of feeling scared. I'm tired of feeling uh, scarcity. I'm tired of feeling afraid for the phone to ring or the doorbell to ring or to go get my mail because somebody wants something I can't give them. And I don't know the answers. And I just don't want to feel bad anymore. And so I kind of said, forget about it all. I'm not even going to focus on my dream. Re what really matters is that I stay happy. And I made every day about counting my blessings and just being in the present moment and realizing, you know, I had a roof over my head for the time being. I had coffee in the coffee maker. I had my little fur babies to snuggle up with and that was going to have to be enough for now. And then I thought, you know, it, it felt so, so, such a relief 
you know, to feel that way after feeling so bad for so long. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll just play with this thing called conscious creation. And so I started just like dreaming that I was even happier. And I didn't place any, you know, visual on it. I just decided I wanted to get even happier and have enough finances to be stable and secure. And so sure enough, within days, I had a temp job. The temp job paid $10 an hour, which was not enough today for sure. It wasn't enough then either. And so I refused to even acknowledge that. I focused on, hey, I created this temp job and I get to go and do something that's going to be fun and exciting. And so I would get to the temp job, you know, a little bit early because every day it was a different place. Right. And I only worked like two or three days a week. So I would get there early because I didn't know where I was going. And I would do this little meditation and I would meet with my unseen friends in the south of France on the side of a river at a little cafe. And it was so delightful and so enchanting. And I would tell them how I wanted my day to look. And I would ask for their help to make it look that way. And I would say, you know, I want to feel prosperous. And you guys probably don't know what prosperity feels like because I've been asking for it for years now. And you haven't done it. It doesn't matter what they know. Well, it does because they have to know what to deliver. Right. You know? But I mean, you have to, I, I, I'm guessing that you have to feel it in order to manifest it, right? It doesn't matter if they can feel it. Well, maybe I'm wrong. It, it's both. Okay. It's both. I have to feel it and they have to be clear. And more, I mean, they really knew, but my subconscious doesn't necessarily. Right, exactly. If I say prosperity and I feel lack, they're going to think prosperity means lack. Right. So it's your emotions that are the creative force. So whatever your words are don't matter if the emotions underneath are fear and scarcity and lack and sorrow and sadness. And this is never going to happen energy. It's never going to happen. And I think that's so common where people manifest or, you know, from that place of lack, right? I want this. I'm lacking this. I miss this. And they don't realize that what they're sending out is the energy of lack. They're not sending out the energy of prosperity. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, And so I started doing that in little bits and drabs. And that, that choice to just be happy kind of reset my emotional body. And remember, if your emotional body is the creative force, then when you reset that, you are sending positivity always. If you're staying happy, and even if you have a thought, that thought is eventually going to manifest. If you have any kind of positivity behind it and expectation behind it. And so what happened next was amazing because within a few weeks, I got a job uh, full-time, paid really well. At first, I turned it down because it was far away. And then they said, work from your home. Come in one day a week. Choose your hours. We don't care. We want you to come here. Wow. And I said, well, you know, I want to start my own business. So are you okay with that? They're like, yeah, sure. Give us two weeks notice. And so I started working for them. I had so much fun. It paid well. And then I I kept getting raises and and I would get raises and my boss would say, okay, so I 
tried to put this raise into corporate and corporate rejected it because they said it wasn't enough for you. And so you Whoa. need to have raises beyond what corporate says is a good raise. And so it was just so much fun as I started to get good at this, get better at this. And then the, the president of this $10 billion company decided to leave and start his own company and asked me to be, be vice president of the marketing portion of that company. And so I did that for a year as a startup and that was so much fun. And that went under and then I had enough, you know, knowledge under my belt to say, okay, this is going to be a good thing. And sure enough, my former boss and I took $50 each incorporated a business and I bought her out six months later and I grew it into a $5 million annual sales company Wow! on my own terms. So, you know, I kind of proved to myself that not only does this stuff work, it, it's the foundation on which we exist. I love how you said that. I think that that's so powerful and so true. And I think that sometimes people think, and I, I want to hear what you think about this too, but they sometimes hear things like law of attraction and they think it's just about making money. And it's so much more than that because you're creating your reality all the time around everything and everything you do. And, and I think you say in the book, you're doing it anyway. The, the goal is to do it or the advantage is to do it more consciously because that's how life works, right? It's already happening all the time. You could not be a better creator. No one could. It's like, can you be not human? Right. It's how life works. Right. Right. Exactly. Like and, all the laws. And I love one of my favorite things about the book because it lines up with kind of how I work, but also it's just, I think it's something that's missing so much from a lot of the teachings on reality creation and law of attraction and all that good stuff is you talk about our limiting beliefs and you talk about how the beliefs get formed and you also talk about how to work with them, which I think is so important and so powerful because I think a lot of times we don't recognize where our thought patterns are holding us back. We don't because they're not conscious. You know, our beliefs, a lot of them, especially the ones that are keeping us from what we want, are not conscious. And so just to backtrack for your listeners, if they're not familiar with this, your emotions are the root. They're the cause of everything. And your thoughts are important because every thought has an emotion attached to it, right? Uh -huh. When you think about somebody you love, you immediately feel love. You think about somebody you have an issue with, you immediately feel you know, whatever that issue is. You think about your work, you think about your health, you think about your body, you think about nature, and emotion comes up. So your thoughts are really, really important because they are creating emotion and emotion is creating your reality. Well, beliefs are thoughts and emotions that are frozen inside of you. And some might be from the you who was five years old right. or an infant or 20 years old or your last divorce, or who knows when. And so the you now doesn't acknowledge those beliefs because you don't believe that. But you can hold different beliefs. And those old beliefs are still creating your reality. And if that belief was put there to keep you safe, well, guess what? Your subconscious mind is gonna to try to keep you safe rather than give you your dreams. Right. 
because they perceive that as more important because you set it up that way. So I have a question that keeps popping into my brain. It's kind of a personal question, but maybe you can help me figure it out. One of my favorite ways to play with the law of attraction or play with manifesting is in getting concert tickets. And because I love going to see shows, not something I'm doing a lot of right now, but something that I've done a lot of recently. And I've noticed sometimes it comes effortlessly and easily. So my bucket list was to go see a show at Red Rocks near, I think, where you're located. And I did that last summer. And the band I wanted to see, I wanted like a very particular, I wanted a travel package because everything's covered and the hotel's covered and it's, you know, front row center seats. And, you know, I just thought to myself, if I get it, great. That'll be amazing. I could feel myself getting them. That wasn't the problem. And, you know, I got them and it was pretty easy and it was pretty amazing. Other times I found I go into it with thoughts like, uh, that's going to be, there's going to be a thousand people on. It's better if I just, you know, buy the seats because sometimes you can just pay, you know, an incredible markup to get the seats. In those cases, I usually don't get seats. (laughs) And then, and then the one that really kind of gets me. This is the one I really would love to see if you can, if you're up to it, to tell me what's going on here is that sometimes what will happen is I'll have this idea like, well, the least I need to make this worth my while is this. And I will always get that thing. And, you know, maybe I want front row center seats because I like to be close. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a little ADD and the closer, the better. But whenever I say or think something to the effect of, you know, this will be good enough, at least this, that's what I always get. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, what's your question? It sounds like you're a wonderful creator. <laughs> Come on. I don't think I'm doing too bad. And, you know, I, I love using my entire life as the mirror for what's going on inside, right? Because I feel that way. I feel like it's all feedback and it's all amazing feedback. And I try really hard personally to stay out of judgment of what that feedback's giving me. But at the same time, of course, there is, There are some things that I find more pleasing than others, and I enjoy those. But I was just wondering about that lid I keep putting on myself. I I don't keep, I don't want to put that out there, but sometimes I see that I'm saying like, I want this. Is it, you know, I don't know why I might, why someone might be holding themselves back from just saying what they want. I don't know. Maybe it's relevant. Maybe it's not. We all hold ourselves back, Victoria. And, you know, at first it scares people. You know, the power scares people. And I mean, it is kind of scary if you're brought up your whole life to think that, you know, there's good luck, there's bad luck. And, you know, if you're fortunate, you get more good than bad. And, and yeah, you can work hard, but you don't have a lot of other choice in the matter. And then you realize that, you know, the law of attraction really exists. It's the way our universe is set up and you start to practice these techniques and it freaks you out because it can happen really, really fast. I've had people read my book who say, oh my God, I wrote the intentions and the next day they started manifesting. Yeah. And, and then they usually back off or they uncreate it because it scares them. And it scares all of us. It's very, very normal to be scared. And it's very normal to put limits on things because we have underlying beliefs that say it's not okay to ask for these things. It's not okay to get things when other people are suffering. It's not okay to be, quote, greedy and selfish. And even though us, the spiritual adult, doesn't believe those things, we still hold them in our subconscious minds. So, you know, I did the same thing when I, you know, just as I 
started this company, it, money started to come, you know, first slowly. And I was so used to living, you know, hand to mouth <laughs> that, that it, it was kind of like freaking me out a little bit. And I found it really, really interesting that whatever money I made, I spent that month. So, you know, if I had extra money come in, the car would break down. If I had extra money come in, I'd have this unexpected bill. And then there was this month where my son, who was having real challenges then, and I had to put him into this, you know, facility for, for kids, you know, adolescents going through stuff like that. It was $10,000 a month. Wow. And exactly $10,000 came in. <laughs> wow. For each of the three months he was there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a belief that I always have just enough money. And sure enough, I changed that belief <laughs> immediately. My life changed and I had more than enough money. And in the book, you share some different ways that people can work with their beliefs. And one of the things that I love that you say is it's not the techniques that are doing the work. The techniques are helping you with the reality creation and help you, I guess, get you know, your emotions in line or get the, learn how to stream your energy. I'm, I think you have better words for this than I do. But I would love it if you could talk just a little bit about some of the ways that people can work with those belief systems. So let me just go back for the, the yeah, let's who, use are your not, words. who are not familiar with this. So you start with the dream and you write down your intentions or your desires. And then you look at, you know, flowing energy, which is what you're talking about with techniques and with beliefs, because beliefs stop your energy flow. They're like, you know, if you're, if you're a horse and you're racing down the line to your dream at the end, it's like having shackles put on you and, you know, 10,000 pounds weights chained to those shackles. Okay. So that's how to think of beliefs. They stop you from flowing. They stop you from moving towards your dream. So that flow energy step is about generating energy and excitement and emotion. Remember, emotion is the key. Emotion for your dream. And you do that not by visualizing it, but by feeling excited about, and this goes back to your concert ticket thing, this or better. Right. This or better for every creation. So if you get stuck in a certain picture of a certain person or job or results or number or look or feel or not feel because the feel is where you want to stay right the picture is where you don't want to stay if it gets you excited great but realize this or better and so as you can flow energy towards it always keep a you know one eye behind you to say what's stopping me here and sometimes it's really easy to tell just by like when i was looking at my life saying what would somebody have to believe to be creating $10,000 out of the blue because the bill right. came this month and, you know, never have created that before, but never a penny over that. What would somebody have to believe? Well, obviously, you know, take yourself out of it. What would anyone have to believe that I always have just enough? So that's the first way to tell. Look at your reality and say, what would someone have to believe to have created this? And that's the easiest one. And it's a great one to do with a partner because oftentimes Brilliant. other people can see it better than you. But beyond that, go to your child. 
you know, in meditation, the you who is five, seven years old, three, 10 years old, ask them, hey, I'm creating concert tickets. What do you think about that? Oh, you're crazy. You can't do that. Mom always said you don't, you can't do that kind of stuff. You, you know, you've got to work hard for what you get. All right, I've got this belief. This is I have to work hard for everything I receive. You change the belief. I have to be willing for everything I receive, right? Or whatever feels good to you. So, you know, it's just a matter of breaking it down and taking some time to, to really think about, you know, what makes sense. And when you hit on the belief, it usually, it's in your gut, you know, you get it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I have that. I, I own that. And then it's a real easy change, you know, that the changing the belief is the easiest thing. The hardest thing is getting people to change the belief because even people who know about this resist belief changing. Right. Because like you said before, those beliefs are part of their perceived safety system, right? I mean, sometimes we don't want to change because we're afraid. Absolutely. And we don't think it's going to make any difference. Even me, I've done this for decades. And I still have resistance to changing beliefs, not half as much as I used to, but I still feel it crop up and I just plow past and go, yeah, I know you're resistant. You're always there, but you're not going to stop me. Yeah. I love that. You said a couple things and I, my brain is fighting for a bunch of different questions to ask you. So hang on. I'm going to see which one wins. All right. The first one that's coming up is around intuition because you kind of hinted at it, but talk to me about how, where intuition fits into this process. Well, you know, intuition is so fascinating and I really haven't, you know, it's come very natural for me all my life being psychic and being intuitive have come natural. And as I evolve spiritually, as with everyone, they become more and more natural. But I recently, my latest project in my business, I've written six books. I'm writing a seventh, but I'm, I'm taking some time off to work on these crystal kits. And these are kits with five crystals that focus on a particular topic, but also combine the concepts of conscious creation so that if you want to, to get better at self-love, say, this kit would give you the crystals for self-love, but also, you know, beliefs you might have that keep you from self-love and wow. intentions you might hold to increase your self-love and action steps so that it kind of follows the map. And so I started, you know, I have, I have a kit that I've developed on intuition. And so I've started really studying and thinking about and meditating on intuition. And, you know, my particular teacher, whom I've had for 33 years now, says that intuition is the vehicle that moves you closer to God, goddess, all that is. And it is the fuel that propels the vehicle as well. And I just found that so enlightening, amazing, expansive. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, intuition is spontaneous truth. And, you know, when I think about my revelation that there is a God and my understanding that we do create our own reality in so many others that have not been nearly as profound, but certainly impactful in my life. I realized that, you know, at some point we need to go inside for information rather than outside. And that's where we'll find 
the truth and our truth as we do that. And so as you look for your beliefs, for instance, or look for a way to flow energy, or look for what you truly desire, what you truly want in your heart and mind, it's that intuition that can help get you there, right? And I think I see people so often, sometimes even yours truly included, wanting to force the river and I need this in my life and I need that in my life and I'm very specific and it needs to be this way or that way. And sometimes when I take a deep breath and let that go and lean into my inner guidance, it'll tell me exactly what I truly desire on the deepest level. And I find personally that's a much better direction to flow that energy in because it usually brings me to that state of being that I, you know, I, I crave the most. You truly want, yeah. 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 Another question that is, is coming into my mind, and by the way, those kits, I will make sure that we have a link to where people can find that because that sounds amazing. I want to check that out as well. But my other question that's sort of coming through is around the energy of creation because I personally find it, I don't know if this is a thing, but I find when I come to the wishing process or the flowing process with that greater sense of play and joy and fun and let go of any dead seriousness, that's when things manifest super, super fast. And I can think about a time once a couple years ago when an artist that I follow, I had missed one of her concerts, someone who comes every year and they rescheduled the show that I could go to and scheduled it to a time that I couldn't. And it had been a really long time. And I had this thought, boy, I really miss hearing Brandy Carlisle. Like, it'd be so fun. I don't want to wait till April to see her. And two days later, I was invited to a private, you know, 50 people oh, wow. show. And I was like, basically sitting in her lap. <laughs> and it was, it was incredible. And, you know, I think about stuff like that. And I remember like, wow, I didn't even know I asked for that. But there it arrived. And I'm just curious what you think about that. I think sometimes, you know, when we don't have that vested interest and we really go to life from a sense of play, then the universe knows exactly what we want. It's, you know, I don't, I think we just send out a much more direct and joyful signal. So anyway, I wanted to know what you thought about that. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And as someone who takes herself way too seriously, <laughs> you know, I totally, you know, that's, that's absolutely my intentions is to live more from that magical child center. And it's that joy and the bubbling up of emotions that, you know, and, and there's an expectancy and a believability that's in that energy too. You know, it's an excitement and a deservability. And so it, all that, that lightness serves us in our creations. And the other thing I want to say about all that is, well, two more things. One is that, you know, people, people ask me all the time, well, you know, I really want to create my own reality, but I don't know what I want. I say, you're lucky because you may not know how it's going to look, but you absolutely know how you want to feel. Right. And, you know, you let yourself be in that light feeling center. And, you know, it's the feelings that draw to you anyway. Remember the emotions create. And as you can say, you know, I want a, a home that feels light and airy and, and filled with love and 
you know, surrounded by nature and loving and beautiful and this womb of creativity and spirituality and growth and intimacy and connectedness and belonging. And now I didn't say anything about the score footage, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't say anything about what it looks like or where it is or anything like that. The universe can deliver so much faster on the emotion of how you want to feel than ever can on a picture. And that's not to say don't see pictures because if you have a picture that excites you, that excitement will draw to you something, ah. but don't get stuck there. Oh, you know? I think that's the best advice you ever gave me. <laughs> no, that's so well put. Because sometimes my brain will spin on, well, do I want this or do I want that? And then I want to sort of say, I'm done with this manifestation stuff. Just, you know, give me, yeah. give me what you got. And, and hopefully in those moments, I'm also streaming at least a little bit of joy. But I, I thank you so much for freeing me from the need to do that. Because a lot of times that's exactly what we want, that we want to feel a certain way. It's the stuff or the form that the gift comes in, like, hey, we don't always know what form we really want and what will really bring us to that state. And I think also sometimes we get hung up on the form and then we lose the reason why we wanted that form in the first place. We lose the function. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. do. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention is with your concert tickets. And when you talk about them, Victoria, you, you get bubbly, you get alive. And, you know, I can feel that in you and I'm sure everybody else can feel it too. And so you can use that as a clue as to what's important in your life. What's important to you? What about concerts makes you come alive? Right. And you say, well, you know, how might I transfer that to my finances? Well, you know, I feel intimate. I feel, I feel safe. I feel seen. I feel connected. I feel, you know, expansive. Well, could you feel all those things with your finances? Well, I don't know. It might take some practice, <laughs> you know, and we're not used to thinking that way. But the point is, you know, different things make different people come alive. So pay attention what makes you come alive in one area of your life and see if it can transfer over into other areas. Like the way you feel with friendships, you know, the most positive wonderful ones might be the energy you want to bring over into your intimate relationship or with your children. And, and so, yeah, as you can like expand into that and then look at, well, why can't I? It's probably a belief that's keeping you from it. Yeah, that's beautiful. You've got my brain spinning all sorts of things that I'll be processing after this conversation. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. I'm also thinking about what sometimes happens with me, and I don't remember if you address this in the book, you probably do, is that sometimes I will send out, and I will know that, it happens a lot with clients and with my one-to-one -one work, is sometimes I will just like not want to do my job, and it's okay, because you know, <laughs> you know, it works. But I know that sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is gonna be too many people, or this is gonna be too much, and immediately, it will, you know, put the lid on who comes. And I remember that happens to me a lot in the summer because summers here in the Northeast are very short and I am a sun lover. And I noticed for a couple of years that things would get really slow in the summer. And one year out of curiosity, I asked myself, well, why don't I just see what happens if I say, you know, send me as many people as you want 
and let me see how it goes and see, you know, if I like it. And that summer I had a wait list every month through September. And so I just, it was really cool information for me because I didn't really realize, or maybe I did realize, but I didn't realize how powerful it was. The message that I was sending out every summer of, oh no, there won't be enough time for me to enjoy myself. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And so lo and behold, people stopped knocking on my door to give me that time. And I realized I actually had enough time with a wait list as well. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, it, it's so true. And so, you know, I think the bottom line for me is remembering to put the conscious in conscious creation. And so as you go through life and you feel those conflicts, you know, take a look at, do I have a belief here that says, you know, I have to have a certain amount of effort put in? Do I have to give up what I really care about? Do I have to, you know, squish my temperament of who I really am in order to make this succeed over here and change them? Just change them and change your outlook and change your intentions and decide that I want it all on my terms. And that's, you know, that's not selfish. And if you think it is, change the belief. Yeah. That is, you know, everybody is their own piece of this magnificent puzzle of the universe. And everybody is unique. And we're all made to fit together perfectly. There's no win-lose. There is, everybody becomes more of who they are and shines brighter together than anyone could shine alone. That was so beautifully put. I love that. And I'm checking the time and I don't want to stop talking, but, but we probably have to at some point. So I ask everyone that comes on the podcast about their intuition and, and what that experience is like for you, because we're all different. So I'd love to throw that one your way and just ask you, how do you experience your inner knowing? Well, that's a good question. You know, sometimes it's just a, a flash like on those two occasions I spoke about, sometimes it's just, you know, a warmth in my heart. I usually feel emotionally. I'm really connected to my emotions and they're very strong. They're the foremost part of my beingness. And, you know, there's just, the, I don't know that I would say I, I recognize it as truth always. I do now, but I just, you know, there are things I know. And over the years I've I've gotten a lot of reality checks from other people about this. You know, this is what I'm getting. Is that, yeah, I see that. I get that. But it's just, you know, I guess it's a sense of being linked up with source, with divine. With God, God is all that is. I love that. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This has been so much fun. And I have a thousand more questions and I can go on forever. So maybe someday we'll, we'll do this again. But in the interest of time, is there anything else that we didn't get to today that you would really like listeners to, to know right now? Well, I would just say that if anybody wants to read the book for free, it's available on my website. You have to read it over 365 days, but still it's free and you get a little piece every day. And to know that everyone has the power to create a life they absolutely positively adore that is perfect for them. And I encourage everyone to uncover that power and 
do the healing and the growing that it takes to to make it happen because it's you'll you'll never regret it oh, bonnie thank you thank you for sharing your beautiful light and your beautiful energy with us today i feel entirely uplifted and so grateful i will have all of bonnie's information in the episode note the book the crystal kit and her website but can you just share the website now for the people that are just doing this uh, with their eardrums sure it's easy. It's livealifeyoulove.com. Ah, beautiful. All right, Bonnie, thanks again. This has been such an honor and such a pleasure. And Same to me, Victoria. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.